This is Boomer Time, a proactive podcast for baby boomers, about baby boomers, and for people taking care of baby boomers. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. I'm Nancy Kogar, an elder law attorney and aging advocate, and this podcast was made just for you. Remember, though, the things we discuss here are not intended to be legal advice, and no attorney-client relationship is established by this podcast. Hello, my friends. This is Nancy Kogar, and this is Boomer Time. Today, we're talking about baby steps towards aging care. As you know, I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Tennessee with a specific focus on aging. I'm an advocate when it comes to aging and a caregiving coach, and I wanna share those experiences and the many resources that I've accumulated over the years with the hopes of better preparing you for caregiving of a parent, loved one, friend, whoever that person may be. I wanna build community here, a safe place, where we can learn, ask questions, and find comfort. I think that is desperately needed as the number of baby boomers in our country aging is growing, skyrocketing, and the healthcare system, folks requiring assistance is just growing astronomically in the United States. In fact, the number of seniors is expected to double by 2050. That number will be 98 million by that time. So today we're gonna continue our conversation about foundational steps. If you find yourself in a caregiving role, how do you get started? I have so many people that come into my office that say, I just don't know where to start. This is something that you usually don't prepare for. Why would you? You know you wouldn't even be familiar with it unless you had to. You know, most people that are in this situation come into my office following some kind of diagnosis. A parent has a diagnosis of some form of dementia or Parkinson's or some other kind of debilitating disease and they're thinking about what's gonna come next? How can the family protect mom and dad? What do they have in place or what don't they have in place? What do they need? They don't even know what they need or how can they pay for care? How can they protect assets they've worked their whole life to accumulate? What's going to happen to that? What's going to happen to their retirement plan? What's going to happen to their home? They come in scared, you know, lots of questions, no knowledge where to start. And maybe that's what you're thinking today. So that's not unusual. No, that's that's not unusual. So I wanna start with um, 10 foundational steps to get started. If you find yourself in a caregiving role, or perhaps um, there's a diagnosis in your family and you're beginning to look at how to prepare for long-term care planning of a parent or another loved one. These are some of the things that I recommend to my own clients to start preparing. And these things will help you. 
These resources also will be in my show notes on my podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on my website, nancycogar.com. So you will find those there and you can download them. There's other resources there as well. I, I like to give you as many helps as I can. And, and these are trusted resources that I have reviewed. Um, I want to make sure the things that come into this podcast are scrubbed. I have reviewed them. I want you to know that these are safe things. So, um, so you can look for those there. And you can also reach out to me if you have questions or want to schedule a time to talk with me about your family's planning issues. So, so you can do that. Um, anyway, we are going to just take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to go over those 10 steps. So stick with me, okay? Be right back. Welcome back. This is Nancy Kogar, and this is Boomer Time. And we are talking about 10 steps or baby steps, foundational steps for caring for an aging parent, usually. So here we go. Are you ready? You can take notes, or you don't even have to take notes because these are on my website, nancykogar.com. So I'm doing the work for you. All right, number one, I recommend that you create an inventory of all the medical doctors that your loved one sees with their names, their specialty, their phone numbers, addresses, and the reason they're seeing them. You might also want to include all upcoming appointments. I know this seems like a simple thing, but the number of doctor's appointments that some older folks have is really impressive. And sometimes they don't even know why they're seeing certain doctors. And it's important to know where these doctors are, especially if you are driving them to these doctor's appointments and to confirm the appointments that is really important. I would develop a relationship with these doctor's offices as well. They need to know who you are. Uh, they need to know that they can reach out to you if there's some issue that comes up. I would also recommend that you get estate planning documents in their hands so that they know that you are the attorney in fact or the healthcare agent in charge of um, making these decisions if uh, your loved one cannot make these decisions. Those need to be in the file. So please make an effort to inventory all these doctors with all their phone numbers, addresses, and their specialty. You will be glad that you've done that. Number two, inventory all their current medications, and the pharmacies where those are filled. This may be a very big project, believe it or not. 
And you would think they'd all be in the same pharmacy, but sometimes they're not. So you want to get an inventory of all these medications. So include the phone number and the addresses of all these pharmacies, including any by mail medications. When someone's on Medicare, there are issues sometimes when someone gets into what's known as a donut hole. Okay, I know that may sound foreign, but medications can uh, lapse or not be filled during this donut hole time, or they may have to pay out of pocket for the medications during this time. So that can be a real issue. So you want to know the timing and the medications that are involved. So these two items are very important. Number three, going along the, the same route, okay? You want to have an inventory of all the insurance information, okay? This includes their Medicare card, any kind of Medicaid information, and I'll, and I'll show you the distinction between the two of those in a minute. Okay, any supplemental coverage to Medicare, any kind of Veterans Affair information, any kind of DD-214 information, any kind of TRICARE information, any kind of long-term care insurance. Also, we've mentioned this in other episodes, but research any kind of FMLA or family leave policies at your employer or your spouse's employer. That may become very important if your loved one has some kind of surgery and you need to take an extended leave while they're recovering. That's usually an unpaid leave, but, um, but it's leave that's available to you just the same. So this is an important inventory. So to go back, um, there, there is a confusion that comes up oftentimes between Medicare and Medicaid. And I just want to draw a distinction here. So Medicare is something you get when you turn 65. That's the government insurance. You know, when you turn 65, you get your social security benefits and you get Medicare. You have to go on Medicare. So that's that little blue and red card that you get. So you're on the government's insurance. Medicaid is government insurance, but it's a supplemental government entitlement program that's based on your income. So it's extra benefits you can get if you if you have a low income level and you have to apply for it. So it's, it's different. And sometimes when you have Medicare, if you're in the hospital for a certain time period, 100 days, and your Medicare runs out, you may be eligible for Medicaid after that time. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a separate episode, but I just wanted to make that distinction there. And then supplemental coverage. So mom may have a prescription plan 
they call Medicare the ABC alphabet. It's you get a big fat book every year, and it's it is very confusing. So, um, veterans information: if your dad was in the military or your mom, they have additional benefits, health care benefits. You will want to know where their DD two fourteen is. Get that now. That is their discharge papers. I, I have a hard time with families trying to find that. And that is important because that is required in order for them to have benefits. So find it now versus later. And it is helpful because it gives them additional benefits. And it's necessary if they pass away and they want to be buried at the National Cemetery, you will need their DD-214. TRICARE is also coverage that's available through the VA. Long-term care insurance, not a lot of people have that, but if you do, it is very valuable. Number four, inventory any and all banking information. Where are those bank accounts and how are those assets held? Are they held jointly, individually? Are there payable on death designations? Can you access those assets if you need to? This is very important. Number five, if your parents live alone, do you have a key to their house? You would believe how many people do not. <laughs> do you have access to the alarm code? Number six, do they have any current estate planning in place? If not, get it done. Go to an attorney specializing in elder law or estate planning and get powers of attorney for healthcare, living will, end of life directives, financial powers of attorney, and a will. You might also consider a trust. Those decisions need to be made about who will be in charge when they can't make decisions on their own. And they need to be made before they're incapacitated. Once they're incapacitated, they can't make those decisions anymore. Number seven, long-term care planning needs. You need to make those decisions now so you can keep them out of a nursing home. So that's twofold. So we need to do some asset management because nursing home costs are upwards of $100,000 a year, okay? That'll wipe you out pretty quick. Two, you can make expenditures to make the house more livable for an aging adult. They're called spend-down items. You might have heard that before. But it's basically making improvements to the house to make it easier to get around. And I'm going to have that list on my website so you can look at that. And there may be some things you can do. Um, one kind of practical thing is, you know, those old bathtubs that you have showers, you take that out and just put a walk-in shower. That's that's one thing. And so if you make that, that expense, you can show that you made that and, and that's a credit towards a spend down. So that's helpful. Eight, seek out resources in the community to help you. And I've got a list of those on the website. So check it out. Nine, you might want to investigate 
uh, assisted living, independent living and nursing home uh, sites in your community. Better to know now than later. Uh, just call them up, say you wanna look, look at it and see what it's like. They'll show you, they may even just buy a lunch there. And then 10, um, believe it or not, most people don't have funeral plans in place, but uh, you might consider uh, an advanced plan for funeral planning. Um, that is very helpful to have in place. And that is also deductible. Um, for military veterans, uh, you can have um, all that in place too, if they wanna be uh, buried at the National Cemetery, that's good to have in place too. So that, those are, as I said, fairly simple things, but important. And um, we're going to have these resources available on the website. So you can go back and look at those. And if you have questions, you can reach out to me and I'd be glad to answer those. And that's at nancycogar.com. As I mentioned, I've got a list of nonprofits and associations that offer support and free resources to caregivers who are taking care of older adults and aging parents. But I wanted to go over a few of those because they may be unfamiliar to you as well. Um, some of them have been around for a while, but uh, you, know, you might not know everything they do. Um, and I don't want you to feel like, you know, this is overwhelming or, you know, if you don't understand something, that's why I'm here, okay? So don't be afraid to reach out to me. Ask me a question. And I, that's what I want. So if you want to ask me a question, reach out to me. And um, you never know, that might be a topic for a future show. You know, if you, quite, chances are, if you have a question, somebody else does too. So just want to touch on a few of these organizations. You know, some of them are pretty well known, like AARP, okay, of course. Um, but they have so many resources on their website, including resources for caregivers. So you you might want to look at that. Take a second look at that. I know they they were involved with um, who was that group that had the maps that you could drive around the United States on. But uh, they've updated things and, and there are all kinds of resources on their website now. So that's, that's included on the list. Also, um, the Alzheimer's Association, they do so much in the community. They have support groups, they have uh, resources, they have social, you know, not social workers, but people that can offer support if you're caring for a loved one with with Alzheimer's, that is a tough, tough thing. Um, I would recommend reaching out to them. Um, there, there is a help for um, hospice and palliative care. I am a big supporter of hospice. A lot of folks don't understand that hospice is available. Uh, they'll come to your home. Um, and they're, they're a nonprofit. They'll come to your home and care for your loved one. Uh, they've got uh, a kind of a broad 
definition for care of a loved one. It's the definition is it's uh, the individual um, essentially could pass away within six months. Uh, that's that's what they look at, and you need a, a prescription from your physician for a referral from your physician for a hospice. But palliative care, okay, that that's another term that you may not know what that means. Um, essentially, it means comfort, comfort care. So, if you're you're at a stage of your life where you know, there's really nothing more they can do to help to cure you or help to heal you. Then they give you comfort care, palliative care, you know, to keep you comfortable. And that's part of what hospice does. So they'll come into your home and, and you know, bathe you, keep you comfortable. And um, they'll offer support services, spiritual services to your family. I had hospice come in uh, when my, my father was passing away, and it was wonderful. Oh, I, I benefited from that greatly, so I would highly recommend that. It's not something you can do on your own. There's also the uh, National Alliance for Caregiving. That's a group that offers publications um, and other resources related to caregiving. Some of the same things we're talking about here. So you might look at that. It could create some more, some more help for you if you, you think about those things. Um, and then, uh, you know, I talked about this then having an attorney that specializes in elder law. There's the National Elder Law Foundation. They actually have a search engine there that you can look in your area. Find an attorney that is a certified elder law attorney if you want. Um, so I, I think, you know, no one goes it alone. So there, there are some resources available from well-established nonprofits. And I, I put that out there for a reason. So I think that's that's helpful. Um, yeah, I do. I do want to say, you know, in in wrapping this up that. Um, my website has those resources on it. There's also a monthly newsletter that you can subscribe to. It's called Elder Law News You Can Use. And there's all kinds of news that is geared towards older people. So uh, I like that because, you know, I want it to be relevant. So you can go on the website and subscribe to that. Also have a blog articles. We have uh, all kinds of other resources. You can contact me. The podcast is there, of course, in addition to being on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can ask questions. And... Um, if you ask a question, there may be something that we cover in a future episode, right? So looking forward to that. So as I've mentioned before, I'm a person of faith and uh, I like to end each podcast with an encouraging word and just a moment of prayer for everybody. And, and we're talking about preparation in this past episode. So I just would ask you to just 
concentrate on um, the promise that that God gives us, that he will prepare us for every good work. And so just don't rely on yourself. You know, remember that there's something greater out there that says it will prepare you for every good work. So rely on that and just look to him. So I just pray for you today. And I just pray that you would get encouragement and hope and just would rely on something greater. That that hope would encourage you that you can do this and that you will find the hope that the help that you need and that you will find a blessing in caring for your loved one. I hope to be able to help you with that. And if you need help, ask. There is help available. Amen. So that is our show for today. And I just want to remind you to remember each day is a gift. I remind myself of that every morning. Cherish it, celebrate it, enjoy your time with your loved ones. We are going to walk this caregiving journey together. I am Nancy Kogar and I appreciate you being with me.